So then I just said, okay, here we go. Let's let's wing in a prayer. Let's go out there and do this. So I started it and and it's um, become a little bit of history now, a year later. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Today's episode is brought to you by interior design biz coach, Desi Cresswell. Have you downloaded Desi's free get it done daily planner? Run, don't walk to desicresswell.com slash daily planner. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com forward slash daily planner. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell, and I am back again in the studio, second episode back from my little respite, my time off. And guys, I have some more personal exciting news. Do I have listeners out there in Maryland? Because guess where I'm moving? From sunny Miami to freezy Maryland. Can't wait. <laughs> that is right. If you guys have some suggestions about some cool stuff to see and do in Maryland, I should be moseying on up there within the next couple of months. I'm really excited for this new adventure in my life. I have lived in Florida my whole damn life. Born in Key West, in Miami ever since-ish. I'm 52 years old and this will be my first time not living in the big peninsula. So wish me luck. Any advice, words of wisdom, hit me up. Reach out to my DMs at Wingnut Social on all the social media channels. I'd be happy to uh, hear your sage wisdom and advice. Guys, today's guest is Lauren Brown. Do you remember from episode 131, she started her design firm, A Designer's Touch by Lauren Brown, at the ripe young age of 65, right before the coronavirus decided to uh, hit us with the different business models. We all had to pivot. We're going to talk to her today and see how she pivoted, what she's learned in the little bit over a year since she launched her design business, what kind of marketing has worked the best for her, and do's and don'ts, and definitely what you should do, but what you should and do, any mistakes that she's made for you guys out there considering thinking about, I should say, launching your interior design firm. We're going to pick her brain and see what's up. All right, guys, before we get into our interview with Lauren Brown and figure out what the hell's been working for her, have you heard about Wingnut Premium? What is Wingnut Premium? That is a members-only audio masterclass just for premium wingnuts. Episodes come out every Monday, and they are a deeper, more technical, in-depth dive complete with worksheets on strategy and theory and systems and processes to help you run your interior design business. For example, right now, as this interview with Lauren is airing on the Wednesday, episode three of my four-part series of how to develop an Instagram strategy is out. And on that, we're covering value proposition and content pillars. <laughs> Sounds dry, I know. But I deliver it, you know, my usual wingnut style. But you're actually going to get breakdown outline of how to create a strategy if you're a DIY kind of guy or gal. And if you have someone at your firm who you've delegated to do their social media marketing for, sign them up for Wingnut Premium. They're going to get actual takeaways. They can have a little workbook there and figure out how to hit your ideal clients on social media, not just throw crap at the wall and hope that it sticks. So that is what we're starting out with. And don't worry if you're late to the game. 
all of these premium episodes live in perpetuity forever and ever. Amen. And on top of that, you also get monthly seminars, webinars, I should say, by yours truly, that is for members only, and a monthly Instagram content planning calendar complete with all of the important dates for each month that you can use to launch off your social media topics, your captions, your hashtags, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Along with the Ask Me Anything feature, you can go in there and say, Darla, what do you think about this hashtag for my interior design firm? And I will respond to you. In fact, I could even answer your questions on the Wingnut Premium episode with a shout out there. Nothing like that, right? That's, that's always good. So be sure to check out Wingnut Premium. Head on over to wingnutpremium.com and get all that good stuff today. Mini News Sash. It's time for Mini News. Mini News Sash. Yeah. All right, Wingnuts, you know Clubhouse has been incredibly popular with its audio-only format. You can go to clubhouse.com to check that out. It is available only on Apple iOS format stuff on the Apple app from the Apple store. How many times can I say Apple? But they are getting ready right now to launch their Android app, which is pretty exciting for all you guys out there who have been waiting for this. But I want to throw a wrench into the works. I know a lot of interior designers have been on Clubhouse having talks. I, I know that Leslie Carruthers of Saver Partnership has been very successful on it. I think even Luann Naguer of A Well-Designed Podcast has her own little group on there. I haven't really gone in there to host groups because I have my other formats. I have the podcast and other things that I'm doing now, but I listen to it voraciously. But I'm kind of digressing. The, the wrench I wanted to throw in there was, you know how these successful platforms launch something really super cool and everybody else is with the more money, like the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter says, hey, wait a minute, we see the popularity of this. Let's throw something in there. Well, of course, that's no different. That's happening now. And Twitter has something called Twitter's Spaces which is an audio-only, same kind of thing. It's like a, a glorified chat room, really. Remember those back in the day? You guys are old like me. You remember the chat rooms. And Facebook has an app called Hotline, which is also similar to the Clubhouse experience, that audio-only kind of situation. And it's rumored that Instagram, who Facebook owns, is coming out with their audio-only kind of thing, too. So the wrench is, remember when Instagram came out with Reels? We were like, eh, is this going to rival TikTok? Is it going to be as uh, popular as TikTok? And TikTok is still popular, but Instagram has actually done really well with Reels. A lot of people are using them. They're recognizing that the Reels is bumping up their exposure, their reach in the algorithm. So can Clubhouse get their act together in time to launch this Android app and to get away from the invitation-only thing, because while the invitation-only thing, because you can only join Clubhouse if someone's on there and sends you an invite. You can't just go in and get on Clubhouse at the time of this recording, at least you can't. So are they going to be able to get their crap together before all these other applications launch and gain success and take away their market share? I don't know. It remains to be seen, but they need to get going. Still, I would recommend that you get in there and Clubhouse and like anything, like any new platform, it costs you nothing. If you can, get someone to send you an invite. Reserve your business name on Clubhouse. Reserve your business name on the Twitter spaces. Reserve your business name on Hotline. Just does cost nothing because what's going to happen is, it's, you know, two, three years from now, they all catch on fire and you go in there to launch Wingnut Social or Susan McNuggets Interiors and that name's taken. Wee. That's all on you. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to let you guys know that the Android app is coming. Will it be too little too late? I don't think so. It's like a steam train. 
but these companies with huge money are not playing around. If it's anything like reels, Clubhouse may have to look out. Man in new sash. Yeah. yeah. All right, before we get into my talk with Lauren Brown, go back and listen to episode 131. First of all, you're going to be amazed at her moxie, at her energy, and this is a woman who gets <coughs> done. Here's a little bio. Lauren Brown's career in design and home furnishings began over 30 years ago in High Point, North Carolina, where she designed for clients throughout the United States and internationally. Some of her projects ranged from Japan, Bahamas, Canada, Saudi Arabia, and Bahrain. She received recognition from the American consulate to the Saudi American government for her designs and service to the Sheik. Wow. And his wife of Bahrain. Am I saying that right? Bahrain? I think so, right? She was an awarded member of the Million Dollar Club in Design and Sales for 27 years, recognized by the president of Thomas Bill Furniture. Lauren says it's been a wonderful journey. And after retiring at the age of 62 years old, she had a God wink and launched her design firm, A Designer's Touch, in February of 2020. And then COVID. Do, do, do. So let's find out. Let's find out how that played out. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Lauren Brown to the Wingnuts Social Podcast. Hey there, Lauren Brown. Welcome back to the Wingnuts Social Podcast. How the hell are you? Hello, Darla. I am doing great. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you back here in the green room. We were talking like two old friends. Lauren, I was telling the wing that's your first episode, episode 131. You had just launched your interior design firm. And then, of course, nature gifted us with COVID. <laughs> so we're going to oh, talk. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about how you navigated that. But it's been, what, a little over a year? How far are we from your one year anniversary right now? We're just a month. Oh, but actually, okay. if you think about it, since since I launched my firm in February and then COVID shut everybody down March, April, so didn't really get started back into it until May. So it's kind of like a one year in May, but technically it's been a year in a, in a month. Right. So tell me, let's just start with that. I mean, I've been seeing you everywhere all over social and seeing your success, but how did you launch like a month before COVID? And you, you hadn't even really barely begun and you already had to pivot. Let's talk about what you started to do and then we'll dive into some of the rest of these questions. Well, you know, I think I just, um, I winged it. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a wing and a prayer. No, really. You know, I I kind of taught myself you know, about opening up a new business, being an entrepreneur. And, but I was, I read a lot, learned from you, learned from a lot of the wonderful industry leaders. About eight months before I start, launched my, my firm, I, I really did a lot of research and um, I just took notes and, and have a big binder full of all the how to's and what to do and what not to do. And so then I just said, okay, here we go. That's that's a wing and a prayer. Let's go out there and do this. So I started it, and and it's um, become a little bit of history now. A year later, yeah. But did you find the 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 coronavirus and everything in the beginning? There, it was like a little scary. People weren't sure about you know they weren't didn't have their systems and processes locked in to compensate for that. You weren't going to people's houses and stuff. I'm assuming. So how did you launch? How did you build the awareness with the COVID situation so new? Well, I did something that I don't know that any designers have tried it, and we've talked about it. Mm -hmm. I basically had to get my name out there 
the two months that we were really, really shut down, and of course, we were still shut down in, in May some, yeah. um, I, I thought, well, I need to get into marketing. I've got to market myself and try everything out there because I needed, a, it was a good time to get my name out, you mm-hmm. know, to start marketing. Brand awareness. Um, since yeah. we couldn't work with clients. So I did a lot of the marketing in February, March, April, and of course still continue. And there've been some wins and some, some things that I've learned about what I should have done and shouldn't have done. And, you know, I've looked back on it and there's definitely some wins and some loot and some losses okay. there. All right. So wait, so wait. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you now. So some wins and losses. Let's start. Let's, let's dig into a little bit to some of the wins and losses. You want to start with the losses? Well, okay. So we have, um, I live in a, like a resort area in the mountains mm-hmm. and there's some great publications out there, magazines that are published at quarterly. And I thought, okay, I need to get my name in there. First, they did an article, which was nice. And then they came back and said, oh, well, you know, we'd like for you to do some ads. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> okay, you know, everybody else is doing That's it. That's how they I get, get my name out there. Gotcha. <laughs> Ad after ad, publication after publication. Oh, guess what? Now we have another publication. Oh, Lauren, we just think it'd be perfect. You need to get in there. Okay, okay. Um, (laughs) Well, when I went to my CPA this year, I realized, ouch, that was a lot of money that I probably should not have done. So, But I didn't know. And because I'm a newbie in the social media arena. You know, I didn't know where I should advertise on social media, how to advertise, any of that. So I really did it the organic way. And that's why I tried all the magazines. And I was featured in in some local articles and newspapers that didn't cost me anything. And and I, you know, which was good. How did you get their attention? How did you get their attention to feature you for free? Now for free, and before you go on, I'm going to interrupt you again. Mm -hmm. The free stuff and the local stuff, that's ideal what you want. But right now, let me ask you, if you had taken that same investment that you put into the magazine articles and put it in advertising on social media, do you think that that would have been a better (laughs) play? Absolutely. I had, there's no question. Question. And if you had called Wingnut Social, that's exactly how we would. Darla, I'm telling you the honest, if I, oh dear Lord, if, if I had known what I know today, yep. I definitely, you would have been right there. We all I was do like, it. I can't afford you. I can't afford you. <laughs> well, then I've, I see how much money I spent yep. in these magazines and these ads. And, you know, and it's not like these magazines don't get distributed to a lot of people because they do. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people in our area. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things. They might pick up that magazine and they're not the client that needs my service, or maybe they hold on to it. I might luck out Mm -hmm. if I live that long, 10 years from now, and somebody contacts me and says, oh, by the way, I have the article from 2020, and, you know, I'd like to hire you. That... I'm not holding my breath on that. So I would have absolutely, I have learned that you really need to advertise with social media and not the other. Now, I did something that you you were like, whoa, I have not only one billboard, but I have two billboards. That has proven ROI with contractors calling me. That has paid builders off. Builders right. contacting me and clients. Now that I can see because you're really, you're targeting that local market, that person that wants interior design going on US1 or whatever it is there is going to see you and then you're top of mind with audience. But let's go back a little bit. Now some of the organic stuff that people picked up your lovely countenance and your interior design firm, a designer's touch for the free stuff. How did you just started out? How did you get their attention? 
Well, because I didn't know how to write a press release, so I asked my sister, who was a guru in that area, communication specialist, and so I asked her to write a press release. That's what I would encourage you to do for a designer, anybody out there. Go ahead and get a press release, a really good press release, and send it to the editors. And I was very fortunate that I had editors' attention right away. Really? Just from Um, that? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And I think also because they started seeing my name out there. So you figured they were looking at other print, right? So they saw my name in the other magazine. So they thought, oh, this would be great. We'll we'll put it in. So I was fortunate there. And I, I was in, uh, let's see, free in the magazine the first time for the article, you know, mm-hmm. two different newspapers. Uh, I was on the radio also. Yeah, I remember that. So I was able to do that and that was free. You know, then after that, it's you, you pay for it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, um, that's like that, drugs. That, they give you the first taste it. for they, free, right? They just, really, it's like, here you go, little girl. <laughs> Here's like- an article. And you go, oh boy, I'm going to jump on that. That's an, oh, I get an article. And then after that, you know, I will be honest and say, I think there was a little bit of an adrenaline thing going with me. I was like, okay, all right, surely I'm going to get a call from this ad. Okay. Oops. Didn't work that month. Let's do it the next quarter. And we're talking some bucks there. It wasn't cheap. I know. And I, I always see in the Facebook groups, designers will say, Architectural Digest reached out to me to do a, what do they call it? An advertorial. Mm-hmm. And it's $3,500 or it's $4,000 right. or it's $5,000. And, you know, maybe, maybe if you have the budget in line and you already have your marketing budget, certain percentage allocated, and, and that is the hole that you still have left to fill. But if you're saying, do I spend $3,500 on digital marketing or do I spend $3,500 on an ad in Architectural Digest? Always the digital marketing. It could be Correct. it could be in your playbook as a layered approach if you're an over million dollar firm and Correct. you have the budget. But just I know there's very little, if any, ROI from it like that. At least nothing that you can count on. It might be a part of a well rounded strategy, but absolutely not. I can imagine the brand awareness and the reach and the clients you can get in your local market by spending four or five thousand dollars on Facebook ads. It's just yes. no contest, none. And you know what? I will. Say- say to anyone out there that is either new designer or new in the business, like I was new in the business. I wasn't a new designer. I had 30 years experience, but I had never owned my own firm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand. Years and years ago, if you had an, an, uh, an article in an Architectural Digest or any of these major trades, Wow, that was the way to go before social media. So I will say, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any better, and I do know better now. And I realize how important it is for social media marketing. That's the way to go. If we want to do some of these other things that I did that that were free, that if you get if you're able to get published, you know, that's wonderful. And I was going to say, if you get an Architectural Digest for free, like uh, oh, that would be awesome. Our friend Christine (laughs) Lynn was just featured in Architectural Digest. Did you see that? And that's because mm. she, right, that's how you really want to show up in there. Right. Not so much the pay to play so much, although, like I said, it could be a part of a well-rounded strategy, maybe, maybe, if especially if it's, you know, because the they do divide them up with local markets, maybe, but that would not be my first choice. 
Okay, so doing print ads from the beginning didn't really pay off for you so much. The no. billboard was a win, a huge yes. win. Now you have two of them. You're getting leads from those. That's yes. I like to call that analog marketing. What What's another hard lesson that you learned that the wingnuts listening could say, oh, Lauren did this and let's not do it? Well, I think one of the hard lessons was is that learn as much as you can about social media. I mean, and I'm not saying it because I'm on your podcast. Learn as much as you can. Follow, follow. Okay, so what I didn't do is I didn't understand, I, because I was so intimidated by social media, mm-hmm. I didn't reach out, and I'm, I'm not saying it because I'm talking to you, but I, I, I should have hired you early on because I spent a lot of money there. Here's the other thing mm-hmm. that it was a loss. Do not do a DIY website. <laughs> I know we have, I, my as we speak, my new website that I spent some bucks for, mm-hmm. okay, my web designer stepped out so he, he wouldn't make any noise. We're finishing up on the final, final for my new website. And I am so excited because it's going to be it's professionally done. It's done by the pros. Nice. We've got to hire people who have their own superpowers. Mm-hmm. If it's a social media marketing person, spend the money higher. If it's a web designer, spend the money. I know I didn't have them in the beginning. I didn't know if I was going to flip or flop. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, really. So, you know, I was like, I still spent over a thousand dollars, you know, on a DIY website, Ooh, you know, ouch. that was a lot. I paid, I mean, I didn't know anybody, I thought, okay, I'm going to pay a student from App State, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay and it will, $200 here, $400 there, it added up. So what I paid, what I spent on doing a DIY, I could have saved and waited and, and hired a professional. So I learned, I've learned that valuable lesson because I honestly believe I would have had more people hiring me from a really good website it's like I I shot myself in the foot. It's like these billboards have got my website. Oh, follow me, find me. Ooh, gosh, look at that DIY website. You know, I have a similar story actually. When Wingnut Social came out, I I went uh, when we first launched. I went a little skimpy on the website. Just thought I was trying to save a buck. I'm only human, and I'm you know I I you know I fall prey to that too. And since I've had Nicole Heimer redo it of Curio Electro, performs so much better. We get so many more leads. The bounce rate is so much lower. People stay mm-hmm. on it longer. It's just so I, I wish you know that I hadn't wasted the money on the quote, cheap, unquote, if you see me, I'm doing air quotes, yes. website and, and gone with her from the very beginning. And I don't feel bad about, you know, because I do the same thing. There's, I just recently started working with Michelle Williams, who's a, a business mm-hmm. coach at Scarlet Thread Consulting. And two years ago, it was like, man, can I afford her? Can I afford her? I should have hired her then, you know, because she would have saved me a ton of money. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, we learn because we don't have, you know, a we're we're just starting out and this is why this podcast exists too yes. so if you're out there listening to it and you're thinking learn from our mistakes and save thousands of dollars yes <laughs> and and I w- and I didn't have a lot to start with with my firm and you know I've heard people say okay having a website is better than not having a website mm-hmm. well I think that's true to an but, extent but to an extent mm-hmm. but here I was spending all this money Maybe I had a lot of potential clients that saw and were going, oh, I'm going to contact. And then they go to my website and, eh, you know, 
I mean, yeah. it's kind of like, okay. So I have learned that. And, and I admit, I, you know, I, we, I love to learn. And that's the fun part about really all the social media and, and, and just everything. You know, it's a learning experience. Yeah. To your point about the website, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Waddell and Bichetti. They're interior designers out of Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania. They started out and they were doing gangbusters forever with just their social media. They didn't have a website yet. So, you know, um, until you can do it right, maybe that's just the way to go. I mean, you don't own your social media, but they were getting all kinds of leads and traction just from that and getting in magazines and everything. Yep. Okay. You have something that I wanted to talk about going away from the mistakes a little bit. You have something called designer by your side. What is that? Was that our, your idea? And how is that impacting your business? So, you know, I did this process and I didn't really realize that was the, what I, the name that I should be giving, giving it. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's kind of, it's, you know, where I got, I got the name mm-hmm. from Claire Jefford. Oh, okay. Claire Jefford is a business coach for interior designers. And she's a designer in Canada, eh? And eh? my husband's Canadian. Eh? And so we have that little connection. And nice. once we can finally, once the Americans are allowed to go over to Canada, I can <laughs> see my relatives, but I want to meet her in person because I just, I love, she's, she's a hoot. She's, she's I love tiny. her and she's smart. She and is she's the smart. tiniest, tiniest human being. Yes. <laughs> she is. When you meet her in person, because she seems larger than life if you go on uh, yeah. her Facebook group. If you guys aren't familiar with Claire Jefford, you can hit her up over at Interior Design Business Strategies, her Facebook group. Tons and tons of valuable takeaways. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Desi Cresswell, the life and business coach for interior designers. Desi, what is the difference between being busy and being productive? Darla, it's really about being effective in your business. Anyone can be busy, but it really takes intention and vision to be effective in your business. So often we're running from one thing to the next and putting out fires. And I don't want you to be more productive just for productivity and shoving more on your plate. Well, that, you know, Desi, that makes a ton of sense. And tell me a little bit about how your Get It Done Daily Planner is going to help interior designers with that. So this daily planner really teaches you how it's important to say no, just like it's important to say yes. We always want to be aligning our daily actions to the overall business goals that we have. And this planner teaches you to do that exact process. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to run over and check it out. And where do I go to do that? www.desicresswell.com forward slash daily planner. All right. That's desicresswell.com slash daily planner. Run, don't walk. Get yourself organized, be productive and not busy. That's the other thing I would recommend to anyone. I have, there are probably um, one, two, three, there's six or seven influencers. I'm going to call you guys influencers and professors. Remember I told you, I feel like you guys are professors <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and we're in school. Okay, professor, I'm going to learn this, now, you know, <laughs> teach me this. So you, Sandra Funk, oh, amazing. Luann Nigera, mm-hmm. Claire Jefford, Wendy Wallachuk, yep. Debbie Daly, Marianne Cherko and Nancy Ganzakoffer. Nancy Ganzakoffer and Nancy yeah, G. Nancy G. Okay, so you know, you guys, I follow you religiously, you know, and I encourage, I encourage anybody out there, you've got to get involved in these design Facebook groups. Yeah, you learn so much. It's such a great Very support. Helpful. You learn so much. You gain 
so much wisdom. hundred percent agree. So tell us a little bit about designer by your side. You said Claire Jeffrey came yep, up with yep, that. Yep. What is it? Well, she came up with it. Now she does hers a little differently than I do. Mine is kind of the opposite. She does, I believe she has her designer by your side is set up for 10 hour minimums. Whereas I have found that my clients, you know, I, I do two hour minimums. Okay. So, and then basically I have designer by your side, whether you do kitchen and bath remodels or whether you just need a kitchen, you need any type of designer by your side for any of my, any service. And so, you know, you've got my two hour consultation. And then at that point, we decide what my client needs. Do you need designer by your side? Do you need luxury designer for the day where you hire me for the whole day? Do you need kitchen and bath? Do you need concept to completion where, you know, for a new home build? So I have four to five strong services that now that I've finally in my brand, this is who we are and this is what we provide. And this is where my projects have come from. So, so that's where that is. What do you find that you're getting more bites on? Which service? And I also have a service where it's called Furniture Concierge at the Furniture Mart, which is where I'm a concierge and do designs at the Hickory Furniture Mart, where I take clients for the day to the huge mart, which is like Furniture Land South. I can take them either location because I live, my office is about an hour and 20 minutes from Furniture Land South. And then it's also about an hour and 20 minutes from the Hickory Furniture Mart. I have an account set up and I obviously can purchase from these accounts, these trade accounts for my clients. But a lot of clients here in North Carolina, they want to go where they can get these products, a huge showrooms, um, facilities where they can sit on it and do whatever. So that service, I, I took 10 clients from May until December. Wow. As soon as things opened up, I have another client that I'm taking, two more new clients I'm taking in the next month. So, you know, that has been really a good service because no other designer, they don't want to do that. <laughs> Out of all of your services, what is yep. bringing in the most revenue, would you say right now? The most revenue is concept to completion. Okay. So I, I will do all interior, exterior selections for new home builds. And I just have partnered up with two builders that contacted me. Any new project that these two different builders built, they pay me a percentage for all the project for me to select for their clients, which is great. That's been great. And then kitchen and bath, you know, that's huge. I just hired an associate we can talk about that specializes in kitchen and bath designs. So we're doing 2020 3D mm -hmm. designs, not only for our clients, but also there's a local cabinet showroom that has hired us to do all of their 3D designs. So every wow. single cabinet build they do, which they do a lot, then he contacts us and my and Denise, my associate designer, does these wonderful designs and there you go. So that's right. When we talked to you the first time last year, you it was just you, you yourself and and you. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say and just I, me, but... myself, and me. Yes. <laughs> and now me, you myself, have, and me. Now you have employees yep. and everything. So that is amazing. How are you finding that to work as far as delegating outside? Are you a control freak or are you letting loose and letting them <laughs> do their thing? 
You know, Darla, I was a nervous wreck. I had gotten to the point where I couldn't keep up with everything, whether it's all the paperwork, all the invoicing, the clients, the doing this. You know, my radius that I serve is about an hour to an hour and a half radius of clients. And so between all that, probably three months ago, I was a mess. I was a nervous ninny. I couldn't keep up. I thought, oh, dear Lord, you know, this is not what I signed up for. I can't do it by myself. So I I was like, I can't do this by myself. And then it was like this voice said, oh, but you cannot not do this. You have to go to the next level if you're going to continue. Right. So I interviewed a wonderful young woman who is a specialist in kitchen and bath. And her name is Denise Calhoun. So she's my associate designer. One, I feel like I've known her my whole life. Fabulous. That has been the best decision I ever made because I was getting ready to contract out. I was going to you know, hire out to start doing that because I saw that's where my clients were needing that assistance. You mean like subcontract? Yeah, I was going to like hire other designers to do the 3D okay. because I don't do 3D. Right. I did all the selections and I was getting a lot of my business. It has been remodeling. So I was selecting everything and it was beautiful and great. But when it came to 3D you know, designs, I was going to have to start hiring that out. Okay. So that's worked out well. Awesome. So do you think that you are, so the concept of completion, that's your full service interior design mm-hmm. model and working with the builders. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's still valuable at this point in your business with you getting that work to offer the designer by your side stuff? Is that something that eventually would fade out or is that what purpose would that serve? Do you think long term? I think that's going to fade out, darling. Really? Okay. I think that might fade out. Okay. Because what I really want to concentrate on is doing the full service projects. Mm-hmm. You run yourself ragged when you you're doing, you know, two hours here, six hours here. You know, I don't know how it has been with your firm, Same. but right. Yeah. Although we're fading not that out. The design side is fading out. I said last week, I think I told you too, that we're fading out the design side to focus fully on, on wing that social. But yeah, that was my thing too, with doing the two hours here and the two hours, forget it. Yes. You know, we, st- we stopped taking the small stuff. But that being said, I think it's a very good service for you as a beginning designer and someone just starting out your service to start getting that, building those relationships, getting that experience. But when you get to the point where you start getting the holy grail of getting the builders, yeah, maybe not, maybe not so much, or have someone on your team, a junior designer who can do it and it pays for her and then some, Correct, because you're not paying them as much as what, you know, it would cost for you to do it. But yes, so that's been great. I also hired another assistant to do the running around because I was finding that, oh dear Lord, I'm picking this up here, two hours here, picking this up. Oh, yeah, forget that. I've, I put 14,000 miles on my car. I'm not kidding. That's why I have a Tesla, Lauren, because I don't, I don't have to pay for gas. That's how I justified it. Listen, I think that's brilliant. I might be doing that one day. But so now I have an assistant that she's, you know, she'll do that running around plus other things that were time consuming. And she's part time. Now I just hired my associate designer. We started out, I said, okay, we'll do three days a week. But now with all this new business coming in, and I didn't even tell you that we have another cabinet showroom company remodeling out of Chicago, Illinois that we will be doing his, uh, he's working with a builder in Florida. Long story short, we've been contacted and we're going to be doing their 
2023 designs for them also. Wow. And this is just a, 13 months in, 13 months yeah. in. And you know what, a lot, what impressed me the most, and I said this on your first episode, and I'll say it again, Lauren, is a lot of people listen and take the advice or take the notes, but you're actually, you actually get out there and do it. You even, you know, even with the mistakes or maybe some of the overspending, which we're sharing with the audience yep. on the marketing. So hopefully they don't make the same mistakes, but you're actually taking action and getting out there and doing it, getting the billboards, getting the magazine articles, putting out the press releases, doing the work. What is next for you? What is next? Are you, when, when are you going to be on HGTV? <laughs> yeah, really. I would be so nervous. Hey, I can't even, I'm not, I haven't even got on uh, Facebook Live yet. I can't, I know, I've, I know you encourage everybody and I know that, that the, uh, algorithms mm-hmm. and all that. They love all that. They do. Let me get on Facebook Live first. We're, we're planning on doing that. But no, I have to tell you, you want to hear this one? You're not going to believe it. Oh, I bet I will. <laughs> so I have a design studio, which I, I've had since the beginning. And back up to when I started my firm in February, and then COVID hit, and a lot of designers were getting out of their studio leases. And you know that was probably very smart. Yeah. For me, I went, no, I got to keep my studio. I just feel like I got to have it for two reasons. Reasons. One, I concentrate much better when I, I can focus here. Where if I'm in, at home, those two months I was at home down in our little home office that I made, I was like, gosh, I can't even think what I'm doing next. <laughs> you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, maybe I'm ADD or ADHD and I just didn't know it till now. Me too. Right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, but here you go, you're going to go, uh oh, Lauren, this might not be a good All decision. All right, well, run it by us. I have an opportunity to expand. Because we have, if you could see my office and my little studio If you here, turn on your connected. video, I could. <laughs> I know, but I can't. If I turn video on, then I'll go, see, this is how, uh, then I'll, I'll goof and I'll hit the wrong button and no, we'll be no, all no, over. No, 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 you're good. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't risk it. <laughs> so, but listen, so because I've got my new, my new associates, we're just like, whoa, and I've got samples all over the place. You know, I've grown out of this space and an amazing space right down the street in this historic wonderful little town I live in has opened up this facility. It's 3,200 square feet. I'm only going to be paying $200 more a month. Oh, well, that seems, do you use it as a showroom to like retail stuff too? I'm thinking about expanding it to where it's truly where it's one-stop shopping. You can come in. I don't want to necessarily have all the product there. I can. I want to be that like I am today. I, I have a lot of Hunter Douglas samples. I've got all fabric samples, wallpaper samples. We do everything. But I don't want to necessarily, I don't want to be a Hunter Douglas, you know, facility showroom. But I'm going to have that. And I'm one of my trade partners is the Hunter Douglas showroom 30 minutes from here. So by having products to show my clients and to have a larger workspace where we can have the project set up, you know, for us, it's going to be much better. Now, I don't need 3,200 square feet. The other part we're going to rent out for, what's it called? There's a name for this. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) There's a name. We're going to rent out this facility to other trade partners and it is called an incubator space. Oh, so you're going to mitigate that expense. So I will say, I don't know. I think it's very market dependent on having a retail space like that. I know we've had a couple of guests on the podcast who have talked about, you know, having a retail space has really helped their design business. Cheryl Keys Clendenin was one. Freedom, mm-hmm. I have to say that. And Victoria Sanchez was also one. She had a, a retail space. She moved mm-hmm. from Alexandria uh, to in Maryland. Is that in Virginia? 
Which one is this? Alexandria, close. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virginia yep, to, um, to Texas. And she, she swears by having a retail space. So that I don't know. I mean, you're running it by me. So I can't really say no, don't do. I mean, it could be, it could be amazing. So, well, I think too, since it's not going to be that much more than what I'm spending and now. And you're mitigating it with an incubator space. I correct. mean, it seems like kind of a no brainer. I've already got two companies that are already going to be renting from me. Running the desk, so that'll help you know pay for the rent. But anyway, that's you, that's pretty that, brilliant, doing, actually. Well, I'm, I I didn't I I didn't come up with the incubator space. <laughs> I one of my co my colleagues did my my associate did, and she I said, "What is an incubator space?" Well, you're still you're still it's <laughs> yep. you who is getting the information yep. and putting yep. it in action. Yep. So don't sell so, yourself short. So also I'm excited about that. Also, yep. something I'm really excited about is you are a card carrying premium wingnut. You are, are a founding member. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. And I love it. I love it. Thank you for starting that. I encourage everybody out there. You gave me the great idea to have the little cheat sheets, the little cheat yes. sheet notes with each episode. I wasn't going to do that. That's all you. Oh, I'm so glad that's worked out because I was like, I need a cheat sheet. <laughs> and you ran with it. Thank you for doing that. Oh, of course. Thank I can't you. imagine all the people that need those cheat sheets. So thank you. Thank you. And I love it. Thank you for starting that. Oh, no, you're welcome. I love it too. I like working on it. I was telling the audience at the beginning, it's for uh, 15 to 20 minute episodes, just kind of a deep dive. It's not, it's not so much the fluff or the falderall, but it's just getting into theory, getting into systems and processes for your business. I have planned in the future interviews with guests that just give you a takeaways on step one, two, three, four, here's how you do this, which doesn't necessarily play so well on our general podcast because you know that to be more flowing, more entertaining. They're kind of a more like a audio webinar kind of based kind of situation there. So thank you for being a founding member of Wingnut Premium. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love having you. I love, no, I sent you an email Monday. I'm like, the yes. second episode's up. Please yeah. let me know what yeah, you think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I loved it. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for doing these. Uh, you're so sweet. Yes. Thank you so much. Lauren, I am so proud of you. Um, first, we, we were remiss. When you started your design firm, you were 65. I'm going to assume you're 66 yep. now because that's how my math works. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're just, you're such an inspiration, Lauren. I, we Aww. love you so much here. I love watching your journey. I mean, we're all going to make mistakes. Trust me, I've made a billion, <laughs> but you're doing it and I love it. Aww. And now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Okay. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. All right. We've asked you this the first episode, but we're going to see if this answer is a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? It would be to give hope. I like that so much better. All right. Okay. Second question. You're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one of your favorite foods. What is it? A potato. A ba- but, but I guess there wouldn't be any, any place to bake it, but I want a potato. <laughs> I am such a starchy. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> Give me a potato and I'm a happy camper. I'm having yeah. hamburgers and sweet potato fries for dinner. Sweet- hey, that sounds good. The sweet potatoes count or just regular potato? Fully loaded? You know what? I know the sweet potato if I'm trying to be healthy, (laughs) but if I really am just for happiness, give me that potato. All right. Potatoes it is. Potato it is. Last but not least, what's your favorite book? My favorite new book is A Well-Designed Business Part 2. Oh, the Power Talk Friday Expert Part 2. Yes, the Power Talk, yes. And I've highlighted, and my poor little book has got yellow highlights everywhere. But that is a great book. You know, I feel like it's my Bible. I take it with me everywhere. (laughs) I I love that. We'll put put that in the show links. You know I have a chapter in that book. 
I know you do. And that yours is yours was highlighted first. I have yellow no I'm serious. You know, people think, oh, this girl how much did they pay Lauren to say all this? But it's true. Checks in the mail, checks. They in the don't mail. know. Hey, I've got to tell tell the audience mm-hmm. something really sure, quickly. Mm-hmm. I wanna share. And I was just talking to Shayla today, actually. Now, Shayla Copas. We had we had a Zoom meeting, Shayla Copas. But I wanted I shared with her and I sh- I shared with your listeners last time, our first recording, that it is truly because of listening to Darla's your journey, how you be, you started out, you know, obviously for what eighteen years as a police officer, and then you stepped out in faith and did what your heart was guiding you to do. And when I read about you and heard about you and learned about you, you gave me the courage. Uh-huh. And I told you this last year, and it's the honest to goodness truth. Thank I want to so tell everybody because of Darla, she gave me the courage to step out in faith and to start my design firm. Even though I had 30 years experience in the home furnishings industry, and I was very, very happy and successful, but I'd retired and I really didn't think I was going to do this. So it's your fault that I'm still doing that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's, but I carry you in my heart forever. Aww. And that's the honest to goodness truth because of you. Yes. That means the world to me to hear that. And do you take Venmo? I do take Venmo. <laughs> Z- or Z- you can Zelle or Venmo. <laughs> I have those accounts set up. Sure. I love it. And no. it's so funny how um, you're saying that, you know, I was a cop for almost 19 years, actually. And I I'm, interior design was my love, my passion. But then how that that path brought me into the marketing side and the podcast, even though I didn't anticipate it or see it. And now this is my focus. And I love it, love it, love it so much. So just by taking that risk and getting out there, I mean, it may not exactly look like what you think, but something better could be in front. It's just, it's been an amazing journey. And I, and I, and it was your passion. And I've met people like you and nobody was out there doing what you were doing, teaching the rest of us. And you said, oops, this is, I need to help others. So thank you. Thank you for everything you do for us. Um, yep. You're, you're so welcome, Lauren. You make my, uh, my year, my life, my world. Aww. I love you guys so much. I love you. Lauren, please tell the wingnuts listening where they can go and scope you out. Okie dokie. So Check me out tomorrow. Well, I'm not sure what day this is going to lo- go. It won't be tomorrow. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Check me out on my new website, a designer's touch by Lauren.com. I'm on Facebook, a designer's touch by Lauren.com. Or you can you can check me out on my personal Facebook page. It's Lauren Sullivan Brown. And then I'm on Instagram, a designer's touch by Lauren. All right. All right, Lauren, it's been a pleasure. I'm so proud of you and to see what you've accomplished in your 13 short months. And we'll probably have to do this again next year. Oh, please, let's do it. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you have, right. have an amazing week? You too. Have a great weekend coming up. So how impressive is Lauren Brown? 13 months ago, she launched her interior design firm. And yeah, she made some mistakes. She, you know, spent some money on marketing that maybe she shouldn't have if she just called Wingnut Social. (laughs) She could have saved thousands of dollars. But, you know, we're all hard-headed. I have business coaches that I've worked with that, you know, I'm working with now that has been like, just think if you'd have called me two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. But she is everywhere. She's visible everywhere. And yeah, not everything's a home run, but it's if you do, what is it that Edison said that he tried the failed a thousand times at the light bulb and it was a thousand and one and it worked and like, look at these failures. Look at all these failures. Nope. It's just another way that I learned not to make it. Of course, if you, you have to be able to afford to make those failures. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lauren, we are so proud of you. And thank you for being an early adopter of the Wingnut Premium podcast. I know that you have found that very helpful so far. Remember to go over to wingnutpremium.com. Check that out. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. Be sure to check us out on social at Wingnut Social on pretty much every social media channel that God has created on this green earth. And be sure to come on over to wingnutsocial.com and check out our awesome sauce services. We will see you next week on the Wingnut Social Podcast. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. Here we are. Let's see. As Lauren Brown's episode, so nope. So be sure to check out Wingnut Premium. Just for you know, in her. Where is your bio, Lauren? Good boy, Mango.